the books. 14. The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Are there, I don't think there are any superstitions associated with the 14th of anything. Uh, I mean, 13th, for sure. Well, what about the 14 ghost of Scooby-Doo? That's the 13th. Like, oh no, it's Friday no, 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 the 14th. No, there's only 13th. Like, here comes here comes Mike Myers. It's the 14th of Friday. It's the of yeah. the year. Yeah, probably not the 14th of Friday, because that's, <laughs> that's utter nonsense. But no, I think we're good. I think we made it through the 13th episode without yeah. any real hiccups. Yeah. And here we are at 14. Yeah. We did have one listener send in an email saying they own our soul now. Um, wow. But that's mainly because I signed something. Okay. But I don't just know if for that, you. Just for you. Well, no, I had power of attorney because I'm your agent. Darn it. So, um, I can, but you know, you know what? Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with Friday the 13th. You don't? No, because he's been sending to me like all year. And finally, I was like, look, weird, weird. if I sign, will you stop sending me stuff? Yeah. He said yes. Well, that's okay. And ever since I signed, nonstop spam. Really? Yeah. A lot of spam. Yeah, a lot of spam. Like, I'm coming to collect soon. I hate spam. Uh, we are the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Libraries. <laughs> we cover books, authors, and literary news. Upcoming stuff. Yeah. So all you pretend podcasts of the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah, stop it. This We've been doing this official. for 14 episodes. Listen, I want to talk to you pretend podcasters of the David A. Howe Public Library. Right. Just, just man to man. Yeah. We're the official podcast of the yeah. David A. Howe Public Stop Library. Stop trying to compete. There's no need for you. No. You know? Come, yeah. Have a fan podcast. Yeah, a fan so, cast for all, us. All yeah. you unofficials out there. Oh, that would be a great podcast. Yeah. Did you, did you listen to the podcast this week? Yeah. You Dave, bet I did. <laughs> just a podcast about our podcast? Yeah, just oh people podcasting about like, <sighs> so what did you think of this review That's a they great gave? idea. Yeah. That's a Boy, really Nick good idea. So there Eric. you go. So there's an idea. Yeah. There's an idea. Yeah. So uh, I'm Nick Gunning. And I'm Eric. Mickles. Mickles. Yeah. I'm Eric Mickles. He sure With is, an folks. M. Yeah. As in monkey. Do people often think it's like Nichols? Like yeah. the, people always think my last name is Dunning with a D. Oh, I always thought it's it was. not. When I first met you, I always thought it was Gunnings. We are All the Books Show at Twitter. Yeah. David A. Howe Public Library Facebook page yeah. or Wellsville at STLS.org Lots if you want to get in touch with us. That's right. Well, we could, we could start by talking about the old bookmark. No. Let's start because we didn't. So here's the thing. We reviewed Spectre last week. Oh. But I cut it out of last week's podcast because okay. we ran long on everything. Right. So quick summary review. If you could only do it in one sentence, how would you review Spectre, the 24th James Bond film, in one sentence? Uh, there were good action scenes, but I think it failed at what it was trying to do. Nice. Uh, I would say third best Daniel Craig Bond film. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. So that's our that's our review. That's it. We've reviewed it now like just a two or three done. times. While we're talking about movies, though, uh-huh. uh, for our anniversary, my wife and I last night went to see Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks. <gasps> yeah, it was really good. Is that based on a book? It is, right? I, well, it's a true story. Oh, okay. but there's pro- I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's yeah, been documented in book there. form. <laughs> okay, but it was good. Steven Spielberg directed it, written yeah. by the Coen Brothers, sure. and starring Tom Hanks. So there you go. It was solid. It was good. Happy anniversary! Thank you. So, what do you want to start with? Well, I said bookmark. So yeah, but then I changed it. Yeah, I know. But we are. So now, what do you want to talk about? How about the bookmark? Mm, okay. All right. You want to go? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to be really boring. <laughs> All right. You're going to be so bored with this. Okay. And not just because normally you're bored with whenever I talk. No, just when you talk for a long time about Gary Gygax. So, I've read four books since we did the... I've, I've read a few books since we last did this podcast. Okay. I read Champions of the Force, which is Star Wars Jedi Academy, Volume 3. Oh, The last okay. of that trilogy. Yeah. Not, you I didn't like you it. You weren't a fan, no. Here's the thing. I do not like books 
Star Wars books that follow the story after Return of the Jedi. Mm. I just don't, I don't really okay. care so much about the Luke Han Leia trilogy. All right, uh, Trinity of yeah. characters. So I didn't like it. I didn't like a lot of the the way it tied up certain story things. Here's my problem with the Star Wars trilogies in book form. Okay, when you're writing a Star Wars trilogy. Uh huh. You have to introduce a whole lot of new characters, True. a whole lot of plot threads, yeah. and it needs to be enough that it can carry two more books after that. Right. Whereas if you do a Star Wars standalone book, uh -huh. you have to, like two or three characters, a yep. very specific storyline, and you just go into this quick, enjoyable read. So that's, that's you prefer my... you prefer single. Yeah. Okay. Because I told you before, I really liked Star Wars Kenobi. Uh huh. Um, but I just read Star Wars Dark Disciple. Right mm -hmm. after I read Champions of the Force. And this is a story about uh, Ventress. Ventress is a character from the Clone Wars oh, yeah, animated series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a sis. She's gone off to live her own life. And the Jedi need her help. And, it's a and it ties up the Ventress storyline because that never because the Clone Wars got canceled. Right. So I read that and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, it's I not great I'm literature. Thinking back of the, the Star Wars that I've read, and just for the record, more than you. Yeah, sure. But. Um, I guess maybe I do prefer the trilogies because I think like my favorites, uh, Thrawn trilogy, uh, Corellian trilogy, Academy. I do like Academy yeah. a lot. I don't think I'll put it up there as like my favorite, mm -hmm. but I like it. You know, have you have you um, you probably haven't read I Jedi, have you? No. You should check that out because it's uh, it sort of runs parallel to the Jedi Academy trilogy, but it follows a separate character. It's kind of like he's an X wing. Hmm. It's Corn uh, Corn Horn, I think it is. Okay. Oh, I, I Jedi. Yeah, you should uh, check that out. I also read Star Wars, Lords of the Sith, another standalone Star Wars book wow. about okay. Vader and uh, Emperor Palpatine having a little, a little adventure. So you'll get together. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Okay. Uh, their ship crash lands on a rebellious planet. Yeah. You gotta stay alive. They gotta mm. trust each other, but maybe okay. one of them wants to betray the other one. Yeah, maybe they But do. because this is between episode three and four, probably not gonna be. Right. They're probably yeah. gonna be fine. They'll be okay. Yeah. So it's pretty good. They'll work it out. Kind of made me emotional, but it wasn't a great story. I only gave it three stars. Oh. Uh, uh, I also read uh, Star Wars, oh. Darth Vader and the Lost Command. It's a I comic read, book series. I think I read that. You had. We both yeah, gave yeah. it three stars. Okay. Not very good. No. Uh, it has so you, so you're, in, you're in straight up Star Wars mode now. Uh, well, let me prepping, tell you what I'm reading. Prepping for the movie. I'm reading Star Wars, Ooh. Darth Bane, number one. And after I finish that. Oh, I've that, read that. Yeah. That's really good. What is that called? Uh, Path of Destruction. Okay. Yeah, that is good. After I finish that, I've also got Star Wars, Darth Plagueis. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to read book two and three of. Wow, and I prob and I asked you to get Star Wars Mall yeah. Lockdown, which is right. a sequel to Plagueis. Yeah, and then I've got Star Wars New Dawn on my Kindle. Maybe I'll read Aftermath. I don't Jeez. know. I'm in a Star Wars mode. That's I, a you lot. know what the thing is? It wasn't really intentional. After I finished Champions of the Force, I was like, I guess I'll just read another Star Wars book, huh. and then another, and then I started reading the comics on my iPad app. Okay, and. Now, yeah, give a shout out to the Marvel app that we have here. Yeah, that Marvel iPads. app is great. We got uh, at the library, all our iPads have Marvel Unlimited, yeah. which means we have thousands upon thousands of Marvel comics. So you just have and, instant access. Just come yeah. in and plop down on one of the iPads. You yeah. can read all the classic Marvel, Star Wars. Yeah, because Marvel uh, is owned by Disney. Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah. So now all the old and the new Star Wars comics are on there yeah. as well. So that's just, you can only use that in the library. But we have, yeah. what, eight, nine iPads that are yeah. set up ready yeah, to go. So I, I realized that uh, I read Star Trek Crucible. Yeah. So, sorry, Star Wars. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh, boy. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Hello. The fan walls. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The hate mail's coming so quickly. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars Crucible, I uh -huh. picked it up. 
I read that earlier this year, and I enjoyed it, you know, and it's set way after everything else. Right. And now that it was, it was before, like, the big announcement, yeah. the expanded universe is, like, dead. Yeah. And so it's the last thing yeah. in the expanded universe. And I'm, like, upset that I read it. Sorry, man. You know, because, like, I thought there was going to be more. I didn't yeah. realize I was reading, like, the final story of the expanded yeah. universe. So it was good, but I wish I would have known that going in. So, I, you know, I'm planning to – I've kind of gotten away from reading Star Wars. But with a new movie coming out, like, I'm excited, yeah. you know. So I'm going to get back in. I'm telling and, you to read Kenobi, man. More. I think you'd like it. They're, I guess they're my fluff reading. Like how people will read yeah. a James Patterson and they'll read it in like two right. days. I can do that with these Star Wars books. Yeah. I read Dark Disciple in two days, Lords mm-hmm. of the Sith in two days. They're just like quick, enjoyable yeah, reads. They're, 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 I mean, at their core, they're adventure stories. Yeah. You know. Here, now while we're at it, send us your favorite Star Wars stuff because yeah. I want to know. Like, what's, what's your Wars favorite fiction, era? Comics. If, if you got a yeah. favorite Trek, or, oh, stop oh saying Star Trek. I'm sorry, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry, you didn't buy me a Coke this morning. Oh That's what's gosh. wrong with me. Anyway, your favorite. If you have a favorite Star Wars era, if you have a favorite Star Wars author, a series, trilogy, whatever, we yeah. want to hear. Yeah. So send it in at all the book show Wellsville SCLS dot org. David Hale Facebook page. All the Star Wars we talk about today, maybe. Yeah. Unless you've read we'll it. We'll be done. Or unless Did you've I? read Star Trek, and then you're like, oh, I mean, Star Wars. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Let me tell you what I finished reading. <laughs> uh, Star Trek, Rings of Time. Which is a Star Trek. It is Star, Star Trek. Star yeah. yeah. It is Star Trek where Captain Luke Skywalker uh-huh. on the... No, I'm just kidding. That's wrong. <laughs> uh, so let, here's what I finished. I was reading... I think I was starting Rings of Time last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. I finished it. It was very good. It's a, it's a time travel story where Kirk... Like body swaps with uh, somebody from like a. It's set in a dis, like in the near future of our time, and he like gets this alien probe like switches their places. So it's a cool like time travel. So story. it's kind of like Star Trek Quantum Leap. Yeah, exactly. I actually thought that at one point. So you really so, enjoyed it. Then. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah, that was the one I got at a dollar store. Wait, for one dollar, did he so- switch? With Captain Scott Bakula. Oh my gosh, that would be great. I would read that book in a heartbeat. So that's Rings of Time by Greg Cox. I read a lot of things by Greg Cox. He, he does yeah. a lot of, he writes a lot of novelizations. He did like Man of Steel and Dark Knight Rises, which I'm sure you're really interested in both of those. But um, he's done a lot of Trek too. I can't tell you the last movie novelization I've read. I don't do it very often, but I did read those two. I did read yeah. Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel. Okay. So Are you going to read like the... Like, say, when Star Wars comes out, really... they'll novelize a Oh, those. yeah. That's, I've never read a Star Wars novelization, actually. Oh, yeah. I've read very few Trek novelizations. Okay. I read the Generations novelization when I was, like, a teenager. Okay. And I, I listened to Nemesis on audiobook, because it yeah. was the only Star Trek audiobook at SCLS. So. <laughs> I listened to uh, So, Rings of Time. I also picked up, uh, based on one of our earlier conversations, I picked up the sequel to Hatchet. By uh, which is great. Which one? I never know which one is a sequel. Well, which okay. One's like here's, a yeah. Hidden here's what happens. Story. The second one. The second one is called uh, River. The okay. River. And uh, without giving too much away, uh-huh. a, a group that does survival training comes to Brian and uh-huh. is like, you know, you did this and it's crazy, and so we want you to like come out with us and and just like explain everything that happened to us right there. So if you can just buy that, if you can buy that they would uh-huh. normally take a That's child like getting Jeff Goldblum back on the woods. island with dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was fun and it was yeah. different enough from Hatchet that it was enjoyable. The next one, I can't remember what it's called now. Is it Brian's Winter? Yes. And that is like an imaginary like what if Brian hadn't gotten rescued in Hatchet oh. and Hatchet had to survive through the winter. So that's kind of like a parallel. So sorry. In River, all he has is a river. It just him. yeah, and he has no hatchet, right. just a river. Okay, so yeah, good thing he has that. It's him in one of the one of the survival like 
uh, he's more like a psychologist, not a good survival person. So right. Brian, okay. So that was fun. I'm currently still reading Wrath of the First Lantern, that huge Green Green Lantern Comic, uh, yeah. collection. But it's, yeah. it's monstrous. Yeah. It's a big story. And it's not good. So yeah. I'm not that compelled to read it. Yeah. So that's there. Uh, I picked up Deadline by uh, John Sanford. Oh, yeah, I've seen which, you've been yeah, so I've never I've never read a John Sanford before. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems like you're kind of I know your cup of tea. Yeah, he writes the Prey series. I mean, that's the longest one. This one is a Virgil Flowers. It's one of his newer series. It's uh-huh. a, I, think it's, I think this might be book eight, oh. but um, he's hugely popular. He's another one where we almost always have to get two copies because it's just the demand is so high. And we're doing one of the Prey books for the book club next year. Keep but I, love? No, not that's that not one. by him. No, it's not by him. Ah. So I picked Deadline up, and I'm, you know, I'm like 100 pages in, and I'm enjoying it, but I really, I thought that I would love it, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. So, it's fine, and I'll tell you what I think of it when it's all over. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. Bookmark. Yeah, that's so. it. So, book news is going to be probably, I mean, with Thanksgiving next week, are they going to throw out a lot of stuff? There, there's not a lot coming out. Okay. I had to dig deep. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, well, like... Last week's had a lot of really big authors coming yeah. out, like all at once, yeah. and I it looked like maybe like after once December starts we have some more. And well, then, it makes sense. Time it for Christmas. Yeah. So uh, I don't even know where to start. Like I mean, I was dredging up the bottom. Like what's coming out next week? All right, ready? Yep. All these books are coming out November twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So that's all right. I'm gonna, this one I think you might be kind of excited about. I never know. Okay. Over the Top and Back, the autobiography by Sir Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Yep. I'm not a huge Tom Jones fan. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Even though he sang a Bond song. Yeah. Thunderball. I did not know he's been knighted. He has? I mean, it says Sir Tom Jones. Huh. I didn't now know he was that, British. That is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, good. Very thank good. You. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. What's new, pussycat? Okay. Sorry. See, okay. I better... No, I'm going to keep going. Whoa, whoa, Let's stay on singers. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, 1975. You're a Springsteen fan. I am a Springsteen fan. Are you looking forward to that? Are you going to read that? No. Oh. Wow. I I like his music a lot, but like, I don't really need... He's not one of those artists I'm like, man, tell me about his history. Yeah. Uh, And his songs aren't really... They're not like... Zeppelin or like the Chili Peppers or like what is this song about? It's like he's just like this is a song about people trying to get work and they can't find it. <laughs> so all right, you know you can usually figure it out. Yeah, because he's he's a storyteller. Okay. Hey, guess what? Tell me. Oh wait, this is nonfiction kind of. Ooh. Reacher said nothing. Lee Child in the making of Make Me by Andy what? Martin. A book about the An making of of a book. Yes, yeah. fans of Lee Child know well that the muscular star of his best-selling novels, Jack Reacher, is a man of few words and a lot of action. In Reacher Said Nothing, Andy Martin shadows Child like a literary private eye in a year-long investigation of what it takes to make fiction's hottest hero hit the page running. That is The result is fascinating, close, and personal look into the world and ways of an expert storyteller's creative process as he undertakes the writing of the much-anticipated 12th Jack Reacher novel, Make Me. Oh, 20th. I'm sorry. 20th, Jack Reacher. There's so, 20 of those? Yeah. Wowzer. Okay. That's a so, lot. So he's just following him as he writes the new Jack Reacher. I guess. He's sat there writing on the computer. Yeah. Oh, still on the computer. 
Uh, a lot of memoirs. Well, you did have to dig deep. For yeah, I told you. Oh, I mean, and you know what? That was one of the very first things to pop up. Okay. That's the popular book this week coming Jeez. out. Okay. Uh, Boys in the Trees, a memoir by Carly Simon. Wow. Yeah. A lot of Bond singers. That's true. Today. Right in their memoirs. Yeah. yeah. Boy, you're so vain. You probably think that book is about did you. Did you see? She Don't said you. who it's about. Don't you? Was it about Warren Beatty? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> oh, nice. I knew it. Yeah. She says... The, like, he the wouldn't walk party. into a party like he was walking into a yacht. Yeah. I think she said it's, a, it's also about a few other people, but like mainly it's about yeah. him. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I don't know any other and Carly Simon no songs. No one is shocked. <laughs> I know that song, and I know Baby, You're the Best. Mm. You know good? That's one. Which one's that? I'm not going to sing it. I, I don't, don't have a good Carly Simon locked and loaded. How, how does Carly Simon go? I, I'll, we'll listen to something together Okay. Later. Just a couple of bros listening to Carly <laughs> Simon. <laughs> All right. All right, now I'm done. I've got two James. Wow. No, I'm not done. Oh. I've got. I'm done with nonfiction. Okay. I should really finish sentences. Hey. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are two James Patterson books. Uh, Cross Justice. Alex Cross. Oh. By James Patterson. Yeah. And it's just, just James Patterson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex Cross. Yeah. Alex Cross, he decides to go to his old keyboard and. Yeah. Type stuff. So there you, you go. Now, you've never read any I've James never Patterson read, at all. No. Okay. Should I? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't see you liking them. Okay. I think Alex Cross is pretty solid. All right. But I, I don't. I don't think You'd they'd be yours. Read the Alex Cross books. You I, don't. I'm not caught up with them. I've read. I don't know the first five or six. You've seen both movies. I haven't seen any of the movies. Wow. And there's three. There's three. There's Morgan Freeman did Along Came a Spider and Kiss the Girls. Oh, he did two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then Tyler, uh, Tyler Perry. Perry. Yeah. Just recently did Medea's. Really, <laughs> Medea's Alex really. Cross. The funny thing is, Alex lives with his grandma. So as yeah. soon as they said Tyler Perry was doing it, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Why isn't his grandma Medea? I know. <laughs> I don't know who put that movie together. I don't. But they really didn't think it through. No. Just... Matthew, Matthew Fox is the villain in that. Did you know that? Yeah, Matthew Fox yeah. hasn't thought a lot of things through. No. Maybe he has thought too much through. The best work he's done recently, I think, is that two-second cameo in World War Z. World like, War Z. Yeah. Run from the zombies. Oh. Hi, I'm Matthew Fox. Run from the zombies. I'm TV's Matthew Fox. I'll yeah. be paratrooping you out of this. Yeah. <laughs> the other James Patterson book I told you about, House of Robots. Robots go wild. Beep, boop, boop. Is that YA? No, this is, uh, it's younger than that. It's like oh, a it's like a J. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Patterson and Chris Grabenstein. <laughs> So. He's like Frankenstein, but he grabs stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a he's a klepto. Yeah. He's a real klepto. Yeah. Stop grabbing things. Grabenstein has to. Uh, what am Grabenstein? <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep stealing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just hand it to you. No. <laughs> must grab. Grabenstein. <laughs> what if Grabenstein found one of those, like, reaching golden retrievers? You know what I mean? No, Like I the claws? Oh, okay. That you... That Did the you other say golden lady? retriever? Yeah, well, that's a brand of... Like, oh, okay. So I'm, you know what I mean? Those, like, real No, I'm, I'm not up with the latest the elderly assistant right. tools. But, like, give that to Grabenstein. Yeah. Do you own a shower chair? Just tell me. I, I, well, I don't always want to stand in the oh shower. Oh, gosh. Sometimes I just want to relax. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, these books I'm not excited about. And I love book wow. news. Okay. This is how deep I had a big. Uh, how deep I had a big? Yeah. This is how big I had a deep. Oh my gosh. This is how deep I had to dig. Thank That's you. what you're trying to say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like your I'm like your interpreter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like this is like the king speech. Yeah. Of my life. That's true. Reading book news. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have to swear. Yeah, you can- put a lot of f bombs in there. Yeah. So. Yep. James Patterson and Alice Cox. Wow, Cross. that was that was vulgar. <laughs> yeah. All right, the restoration of Otto Layard by Nigel Packer. I can't tell you. It's just retired architect Otto Laird is living a peaceful, if slightly bemused, existence in Switzerland with his second wife. Uh, once renowned for his radical designs, Otto now spends his death. His, his day. No, his day. Oh my gosh. Communing with nature and writing eclectic oh. letters Ooh. to old it, friends. It got interesting for a second there. Uh, <laughs> well, he learns something about I, a building he lives in. Okay. He's outraged. Sure. He embarks on a journey that will change everything he ever thought he knew. Okay. Uh, gratitude. Oh, I guess this is. Uh, Nonfiction. I'm going to ask you nicely to stop doing this. What? Your horrible book news. What do you mean? <laughs> no, just these ones that are so bad. No, these are good. <laughs> okay. Gratitude by okay. Oliver Sacks. Okay. He's a name, right? Yeah, I mean, that is a name. Well, this description says he's a name. Okay. All right. Hold on. We got two more. We can get through okay. these. Okay. All right. All the, right. The bottom of the barrel. Okay. Thing explainer. Complicated stuff in simple words. By Randall Monroe. No, that doesn't sound like fiction. No, it's nonfiction. You said you were done with nonfiction. I've lost track. Oh it's it's all a mess. Have you ever tried to learn about Boy. some incredible thing, only Mem- to be frustrated by Remember at the start of this where I was like, there's no superstition about the 14th episode, <laughs> about 14 being bad. Well, let me tell you something. Episode 14 <laughs> blows. Wow. All right, last one. Okay. Last, again. <laughs> oh, boy. Rise of the Tomb Raider, the official art book. Those, this is nonfiction. <laughs> this is nonfiction. Is there an intro by John Voight? Tell me there is. No. Okay. It's just the art of the new right. Tomb Raider game. That's all. That's all the really bad book okay. news I have. Well, I have some. I have some updates. But before I do that, I'm. Uh, I I ripped some things out of a magazine, like a like an old shut in, and I. Good. You just reminded me of a thing to bring up. Okay. Do, All do right, good. Yeah. So I was reading Rolling Stone, and they did a, a write-up on a book that's come out recently. It came out in October called City on Fire. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. It's a first-time author. It's a debut. Uh, it's touted as the biggest debut of the year. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the author's name is Garth Risk Hallberg. Okay. And it's basically a, just a look at New York in the 70s. Okay. It says, the year's most exciting debut novel is a wild ride to the grimy, glorious city of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So the book had, I mean, people, everybody wanted it. Publishers wanted it. Right. You know, and now it's supposed to be like this huge, big thing. So it's still kind of like gaining traction and, and finding its audience. But the article in Rolling Stone made me really want to read it. So I'm definitely going to check it out. But listen to this. Previously living off $16,000 a year... Hallberg got a record-breaking advance of nearly $2 million for, for the what? novel. For the novel. A book that is truly that great rare thing, a wholly inhabitable universe reflecting back our lives while also offering an exhilarating escape from them. What? Yeah. Wow. So the book is called City on Fire, uh, Garth Risk Hallberg. So I'm definitely going to check this out. Nice. So when Way I'm to go, Garth. America, you can check this out. Then the other one that looked awesome to me was uh, it's in the holiday gift guide of like things to get. It's, <laughs> it's an updated version of this book called The Art of Rock, A Spectacular Visual and Oral History. Here's the cover. Look at that. That's so what crazy. it is, it goes through like bands, like concert posters. So it's, okay. not, it's not album covers or anything like that. It's like these individual concert posters. And it's just, right. it's like a coffee table book, which you love. Mm-hmm. I do so love a good just, coffee table uh, book. 
I mean, the cover's great. It's got a lot of great pictures inside of it. It just looks really interesting to me. So those are two that I think just came out recently that I'm just interested in. So okay. I thought I'd share them. I came across them randomly. So let me tell you about our, I uh, got my confirmation report here from mm-hmm. our friends at BroDart. And these are some things we got coming down the pike. So again, we're talking about February. Uh, things, things come in here. Stephen Kuntz, big author, thriller genre, usually. Uh, a book called The Art of War. There's never been a book titled The Art of War before. So this is a very... Yeah, who's this guy? really original title. Uh, Stephen Kuntz is his name. Okay. So The Art of War coming out February 2nd. The synopsis actually sounds pretty cool. It's a... It's sort of a spy thing. It's set in China and uh, in like international waters and things. Um, so pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got Joy Fielding, another big name. Uh, she's got a book coming out February 23rd called She's Not There. It's a psychological thriller. And the plot, in a nutshell, is a woman's daughter is kidnapped in Mexico. And then years later, she gets a call, supposedly from this kidnapped daughter. So then, you know, this just like plunges her into this whole okay. world of trying to figure out if this is real. Who is this Joy Fielding. Joy Fielding is the name. Uh, then we have a little a little lighter fare. Joanne Fluke. You must have, you know, you know her stuff. She's, she writes the, like the food books. They're, they're cozy mysteries and there's always um, recipes and stuff in it. They're always some oh, sort of like, yes, yes, you know, yes. cake or lemon right. meringue murder okay. or something. <laughs> This one is called The Wedding Cake Murder. Mm. It's uh, book number 19 in her Hannah Swenson series. Hannah's getting hitched. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yay. So uh, all you cozy mystery fans out there, and there are legions of cozy mystery yeah. fans, uh, I'm, I'm sure this is anticipated. So Joanne okay. Flute's Wedding Cake mm. Murder. <laughs> Those are my updates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as we've said before, we're going to keep you updated on the 2015 National Book Awards. <laughs> and we have our winners. Let's do it. All right. The winner of the National Book Awards of 2015 okay. for fiction is Adam Johnson in his book, Fortune Smiles Stories. Hmm. All right. And if you want to know the nonfiction one, Between the World and Me by Tanahisi Coetis. <laughs> <laughs> Coats. What's the title? The nonfiction one? Yeah, what's the title? The nonfiction one is called Between the World and Me. Between the World and Me. Yeah. Okay. And the fiction one again was? Uh, what did I say it was? I'll just read it again. Fortune, Fortune Smiles. Smiles. Yeah. Stories. Stories. Okay. Yeah. Goodreads, uh, the Goodreads Book Awards, which I always like to see. You know, they're, mm-hmm. like the, they're like the People's Choice Awards of books. But uh, that's in the final rounds now. So. Oh, yeah. When that comes out, we'll we'll do a little bit on that too. Okay. But oh, they have a a, a YA winner as well. Oh, okay. It's uh, Neil Schusterman, uh, Challenger Deep. Are you familiar with that one? No, that author or anything? No, it's not familiar. I have to check it out. Yeah, really. All right. Well, then, before we get into our segment, I just wanted to talk to you real quick. How do you feel about Amazon.com having a physical bookstore oh, in yeah. Seattle? I read about that. That's crazy. Yeah, considering how much we sit here and lament. Like the bygone borders. Yeah. How do you feel? I don't know. I mean, they're not, it's just a one off, right? I mean, they're not doing like. It's only one right now. Okay. So, but there was a line to get in. Really? Yeah. Huh. That would be weird to like go into an Amazon. I I read some, uh, some tours of it and they don't have prices because the prices always match 
the online store. Oh. And those prices are always changing. So they right. have barcodes and stuff that you can look for on your phone. Oh. You can just scan on your phone. It will tell it's you the price of the world. books. Uh, they have reviews for all the books. They have uh, Amazon reviews they keep there mm-hmm. and then the other reviews. But the, one of the tours I read said every book is like a four or five star book. Okay. So like... So it's more like just the, the top popular. I I mean, what else selections? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not picking like the two or one star books, right? So it's just a weird thing. Yeah, like they try to tell us that print was dead and physical bookstores were gone, and then yeah. physical bookstores did okay. Like at least the indie mom and pop ones have been doing yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and now I, mean, I like, love a good have... small bookstore. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I love Borders mm-hmm. with a passion. Yeah. And I love Barnes and Noble. Yeah. But I really prefer like the nice smaller, like the Burlingham over in Perry, New York. Uh-huh. Like, you've been there, yeah, yeah. I they they have their indies best list. Yeah, and, you know, every time I go in there, I tend to find something that's like probably wouldn't have been on my radar otherwise. They, I think they the smaller bookstores I think tend to do a good job of of finding like good quality things that aren't necessarily like the very tip top bestsellers or or the mm-hmm. the books that are sold based on the author's name rather than like the quality of the book. Right. So. I like that personal touch to the smaller bookstore, yeah. but I mean, I, 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 if there was an Amazon around here, I would certainly go in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I love, I love being surrounded by books, so I'm, I'm in a pretty good job for that. Yeah, I, but. there was a bookstore, like a really small bookstore, uh, the Berkshires of Massachusetts. Yeah, um, but they, they have a lot. Like as soon as you go in, it's just like rows of author, uh, of staff picks. There was oh, one person yeah. who always checked out like the newest fantasy or sci-fi mm-hmm. and a lot of books I added to my to read or that I've read are because he yeah he had put them there and so yeah. like it does usually I'd be like oh staff picks aren't really that influential but like they, yeah they really are I read Leviathan Wakes because he oh, gave nice. it a you four love that star one. or a five star yeah yeah I did love that one yeah so that kind of thing works so so how do you feel do you do you are you are you the type of person who like wants to own books I mean how do yeah. you versus like well I have a friend who doesn't like, who doesn't like used books, mm-hmm. and so like if he's gonna like read a book, he oh, wants no, I to love just like books. purchase it. I do too. I don't have any problem. I don't. With that. I tend not to buy new books. Okay. So yeah, I I prefer getting them used. Yeah, I only have a few things that I'm like, oh, I want to have that right away. Yeah. You know, new books I get from the library. Yeah. Old books I buy used. Yeah. And but then I also buy Kindles. There's sometimes I don't know, like if I, if there's a if there's a series that I really love, like mm-hmm. Robert Parker's, like Jesse Stone. Right. I don't buy the Spencer series, but mm-hmm. the Jesse Stone books, those are ones that I want to like have because right. I just love them and I like to like have them all together on a right. shelf. But I don't know. I mean, I do like to pick up books, and when I go into like indie bookstores, I try to pick mm-hmm. up something, you know, to support that. But. There are. Um... I guess it just depends on where I am, what the price is at the time. Yeah. Like, oh, this is only $2? Yoink. Yeah. Or if it's a deal going on. Um, there are some books now that I, like a series that I'll only read on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I started them there. Or they're, like, huge, like, thousand-page tomes. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not carrying that around. So, like, I read The Way of Kings, and I read the Leviathan series okay. on the Kindle. Okay. Because they're... I don't do tons of e-books. I like them. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the, the ease of them. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to just, like, have it all right there. It's mm-hmm. little. It's compact. It's, it's easy. Yeah. But I don't – I still haven't really been able to bring myself to, like, buy a full-priced yeah. e-book. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the ones I've read have been, like, Barnes & Noble does that pick of the day or, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, a weekly – You need to you know. sign up for NetGalley. Yeah, You're I a librarian. Yeah. All you do, they they send free stuff. I've gotten nonstop DC comics from. Yeah, that. that's great. 
but they've sent some really good stuff that uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, I read 13 Days of Midnight because of that. Okay. Have you always have you always been a big library user? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, ever since I was a kid. I mean, just I'm pretty sure the first day I had a library card, I just know, got I'm, out a whole stack of dinosaur books. Yeah. I'm always surprised when people like don't get it. You know, even like my friends or something where they're like, "Oh, I got to get that book or I really want to read that book or you know, whether it's a graphic novel or, or a traditional book or even like DVDs." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Why don't you just go to your library and get it?" Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. Or they're, like, shocked that we have that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's not just, like, tax law and reference yeah. books. Back when I was, like, going between multiple jobs and everything, yeah. like, I would stop at the library in Olean uh-huh. all the time oh, and yeah. just check out stuff. And, like, the big deal was I was able to get a lot of those, like, early Hugo winners that yeah. I read I got because yeah. they had such a big system and had those books. So, yeah. When I was at the Houghton Library and I did interlibrary loan, like, borrowing... And I just loved it because it was like in anything that I could think of, you know, like any book, like mm-hmm. if we didn't have it at Houghton, and that's an academic library, so a lot mm-hmm. of the popular stuff they didn't have. But I could just like sit down and be like, oh, all these libraries have it. I shall take that. You know, right. I just love that. Well, that's where I found, you know, my love for Jack Finney. Right. He has plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has one play called This Winter's Hobby and one, one uh, short play called Telephone Roulette. And I read a book called Stealing Through Time. It's about Jack Finney's books. And in that, he, they say he has these two plays, but there's no copies are known to exist. You'll never be able to read them. Mm-hmm. So we just sat down, and I just got them through interlibrary loan, you know? Yeah. And I read them, yeah. and like, this book said, no, it's impossible to get. And all I had to do was be like, yes, I want that. Right. I love it. I mean, I love being able to, to just get my hands on. I thought our segment was becoming Nick and Eric just gush about just the library. Just talk about how much yeah. we like libraries, yeah. yeah. But uh, what, what, we, what we want to talk about today are books that that we've discovered one way or another. And actually, a couple of mine are pretty well-known, but they've sort of since been lost, I think, Mm -hmm. for for what they are. So we want to talk about books that that we've discovered, that we loved, that we think, like, maybe people don't know about or that that need a second look. Books lost in obscurity. Yeah. Um, How did you go about picking these? Because I went through Goodreads, Mm -hmm. and I had to sort all the books I had read by... The number of ratings it had been given. Oh, okay. So I kind of figured, like, if it has, like, any more than, you know, if it has a thousand, I'm not going to, I didn't grab it. Okay. But, I mean, one of these books has one rating, mm. and it's mine. And it's yours. Because I had, like, if I had to create the Goodreads book profile for this book, yeah. I think it's pretty obscure. Okay. So. Well, I guess I did mine a little differently because I didn't, I didn't base it, like I said, I mean, some of them are kind of. You know, you might know the name, mm-hmm. but there are things that I think they've kind of lost their... Okay. You know, this is this is a great book, even though it's sort of become something right. else. So. Oh, it has to be great? No, it doesn't have okay. to be. No, it doesn't have to be great. It just I have has read to be, a weird book before. Yeah, it All has right. to be something that, like... I mean, for me, I was looking through and thinking, like... Well, let me just... I'll just start. How about that? Okay. <laughs> the one that popped to mind instantly for me was The Detective by Roderick Thorpe. So I, I think is, I've talked to you about this. Right, that is the... First book, yeah. That the Die Hard book, yeah. Die Hard was book two of this series. Yeah. was made into a movie, but right. they never made the detective into a no, movie. no. They did. They, it's a whole weird story. Okay, let's. I'll first tell you about the whole, right. the whole movie situation. <laughs> okay. okay, so the detective is written by Roderick Thorpe in the in the early sixties. He'd written sure. one book before. It wasn't a big name. All right, the detective was meant to be a more like adult, serious look at like what it means to be, like, a police officer and all that. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm laughing because of 
Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. Well, that's that's the funny thing about it. So, yeah. so The Detective is a very dense book. I mean, you look at the reviews. If you look it up, you know, people will be like, "Well, why is he ranting about his time in the war? And what what are all these like asides?" And right. Um, that's where a lot of the heat goes. That people think that it's boring or that it's not really. But I never found it to be disjointed. You know, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> the Detective was made into a movie with Frank Sinatra, and the lead character's name is Joe Leland. So this was made into a movie with Frank Sinatra in the late 60s, a great movie. Okay. Uh, and years later, so about 10 years later. Is Frank Sinatra an actually, like, decent actor? Because it seems I like he was so. in a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I know he's, like, you know, I know he was in movies, but was, yeah. like, he a legitimate actor in I terms can. of, like, quality? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, don't I guess I don't think I've ever known seen for, it. But. I don't think I've ever seen a Frank Sinatra. I actually movie. really like Ronald Reagan too, who you know, never quite wow. gets his due as an actor. But. The actor? Yes. <laughs> Back to the Future reference. Yeah. I love it. Roderick Thorpe writes a sequel called the. Di- what is it called? Does he just call it Die Hard? No, it's not called Die Hard. I'm gonna have is to call it. My Night in Nakatomi? No, it's, Nakatomi, it's Nakatomi, nothing. Nakatomi, nothing lasts Nakatomi. forever. I think is what it's called. Let no, me. No, just... that's a James Bond title, or it should be. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Stop holding on. So so 10 years later, they write nothing. He writes nothing lasts forever. Okay. Okay. So this is the late 70s. And this is, uh, I mean, it's just, I read it and it's diehard. I mean, it's not a big, I mean. But it's the same character. Yeah. It's Joe Leland. So Gruber, Gruber's the villain. Uh I mean, Gennaro is the family name. Ellis is there. Uh, Powell, the cop. I mean, all of those. It is so close. It is such a close adaptation. So it's right. just weird. Is the uh, the dad from uh, <laughs> Family Matters? Family Matters. That character it? is there. Yeah, yeah. He has been in the in the book. He's much younger. But anyway, how dare you? So <laughs> I read the detective. Okay, and it's just it's a really it's a complicated book. It it there's an odd murder, and they don't know if it's a murder or suicide. So mm-hmm. Joe has an interesting family situation where he and his wife are still married, but they're sort of like haven't been together for a while and now they're kind of like dating. Okay. And he's following the case of this very pregnant woman whose husband has either been murdered or committed suicide. Mm. And that's the whole thing. Okay. And he kind of develops this relationship with the, with this widow who he's investigating with. Not really romantic, but you can see that that's there. Okay. And so the, the story is kind of, I guess there's three parts to it really. Um, it's his personal life, like his current personal life with his, his wife and his daughter and how, that's, how that affects his work. Him investigating this case, it's kind of a write-off for other people, and his time in the war. So there's a lot of flashbacks to his time okay. in the war. So it's a dense, complex book. Mm-hmm. It's not a quick, like, pulpy detective read at all. Uh, and I just was enthralled by it. Okay. Um, there are flaws. I mean, it does have moments where you're kind of like, well, let's move on. This is a little slow. But I just don't think it gets its due because it is yeah. a really, it's a really deep and moving type of book, hmm. and so you don't expect that to then lend itself to Die Hard, right? So nothing lasts forever. The sequel is really short. I mean, this mm-hmm. first book's probably five hundred pages. Uh, nothing Ooh. lasts forever is like one hundred fifty minutes, under two hundred pages. It is a quick, intense thing, and I don't even know why he made it a sequel. <laughs> like it's the same character. He's like yeah. since retired. And it kind of, like, you get little flashes of, like, what happened to the other characters from the first book. Mm-hmm. But just as a little aside, it's like, oh, so then this happened to my wife, blah, and then right. he goes on. So it kind of, it almost takes away from the first book in, mm-hmm. in treating what was the main 
focus of that book in such an offhanded like, man, yeah, so I guess we better wrap that up right. thing. It would have been better, I think, as just a standalone action film. Right. So when they went to make Die Hard, uh-huh. since it was a sequel, uh-huh. they had they contractually had to offer the role to Frank Sinatra, which ah. they did. And by wow. that time, he was like seventy, which makes sense for the book because he's a you know he's okay, a retired he's retired, guy. right? Uh, and Sinatra, of course, turns it down. Okay. And then they tried to make it as a sequel to Commando, starring Schwarzenegger, and he turned it down. Uh-huh. And he just kept going and going and going, and finally they were like, "Let's give it to the guy from Moonlighting," and then it became Die yeah. Hard. It's funny because so, now they want to make a Die Hard prequel. Yeah. They, they're talking about doing a Die Hard like Begins, an yeah. origin story. I wonder well, if they're going to do the detective. There are there are two graphic novels called Die Hard Year One that have like John McClane as a beat cop, right. but it doesn't. It's nothing like the detective. Right. It's okay. nothing like the Joe Leland character. Right. So when people when people think of that series, I mean, they tend to think of the second book and they think of it as a quick, pulpy action adventure, right. which it is. And the detective, I think, just sort of gets lost in the shuffle. Sure. So I was. I don't know that I would recommend it to you specifically, but yeah, not to me. <laughs> But it's a really good book, and I, you should check it out. Is, so it's just called The Detective by is Roderick Is he a detective Thorpe. in space? He's a space detective. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm going to read this. He's not really. Uh, I would read that. I'm going to say Everworld. Okay. And I, I don't know what that is. Because this is... Right. Well, you don't know what this is. Um, this is also... This one actually broke my rule, because it does have uh, about 3,000 ratings okay. on Goodreads, which still isn't a lot in terms of like the Goodreads, you okay. know, in terms of millions of... But the reason I bring it up <laughs> is because it was only 12, 12 volumes, all right? It was a 12 volumes. It's a YA series. Okay. I read it as a kid. And uh, it's kind, I feel like this book specifically has kind of fallen into the, like, oh, yeah, that book. So I'm going to shout it out again. Everworld, the first book, is called uh, Search for Senna. It's okay. about four kids, four teens. They travel to this world, uh, this Everworld, mm-hmm. and it's uh, basically the realm of gods, of all the mythological gods. So okay. you, they, they meet the Norse gods, they meet the Greek gods. Um, I feel like they even meet the Roman gods, and like the Roman gods and the Greek gods are fighting. Oh. It's, been, it's been a long time since okay. I read this series. They meet dragons and dwarves and all so kinds would this, of... So would you classify this as YA then, or would you say yeah. it's like a J? Okay. No, this is YA. So it's like above Animorphs. Yeah, it is above like, Animorphs. I mean, like H-wise, you would say. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, K.A. Applegate, she wrote the hey. series. <laughs> that's how I was getting into yeah. it. Uh, well, I knew Animorphs was coming, so. Yes. So that's the thing. Uh, you know, K.A. Applegate, she's writing the new, she writes new, like, juvenile Yeah, uh, Cren- Crenshaw, right? Crenshaw. Right, Crenshaw. But she wrote Everworld. And the problem is, I felt like the 12th book ended, and I kept waiting for more to come out. Mm. Never did. Um but it's actually, it was actually a really good series, and I really got into it. So this was her, like, YA answer, because, um, I mean, her audience for Animorphs, who had started reading it, were kind of, you know... Yeah. I was a teenager when Everworld came out, and I remember it was weird, because this was still before there was, like, YA, like, right. a huge before YA was market. Like a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I remember reading it and thinking, like, oh, this was, like, in 99. I remember reading it and thinking, maybe... The, the content seemed like something I'd get in trouble for reading. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm. If you liked Animorphs as a kid, you probably would have liked Everworld. Okay. Uh, and if you... I, I know I knew some people there when I was younger who mm-hmm. uh, preferred Everworld over Animorphs. Okay. They were crazy. Crazy. They were yeah. crazy. Totally crazy. Um, but it was still good. And it definitely has that trope. It's like, oh, look, we're four uh, diverse teens 
who are brought together in extreme circumstance, mm-hmm. and now we learn about each other and ourselves. Yeah. Except with Animorphs, there were five teens, right? Ooh. And they were the four main Animorphs. Yeah. And Tobias was still it. a main Animorph. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But he's trapped as a hawk. <laughs> All right? Okay. You've got the four uh, teens in this one. And the odd one is Senna, who is a witch, mm-hmm. who is, like, becomes the villain. They're like chasing her because she dragged them into there. Everworld. I haven't read it since my first reading. <laughs> but so maybe it doesn't hold up. Maybe it doesn't hold up. But I think uh, in the world of... Me always talking about Animorphs, I should also give the shout-outs to Everworld. Yeah. I never read K.A. Applegate's uh, Remnants, so I, no. I can't defend Hey, that. there's still time. Yeah. I Remnants Book Club. Remnants, Remnants Book Club. Podcast. Yeah. All Remnants yeah. all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, nice little YA sampling there. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is one that I just I randomly picked up, I think, at a thrift store. Hmm. Uh, it's by Thornton Wilder. It's called Theophilus North. Do you Don't know, know this it. at all? Okay. No. It's, uh, it was his last novel, mm-hmm. um, published in 1973, which okay. is way more recent than you'd think Thornton Wilder publishing. But, sure. Um, it is, I guess, somewhat autobiographical, and it's basically uh, this guy, <laughs> Theophilus North, 29 years old. Okay. He's, uh, I'm 29. Out, wow. He's heading out for a job, Okay. and he gets sort of stuck in this town... And just ends up like picking up odd jobs and just becomes a part of this quirky little town. Why, and, why is he picking up the villain from Goldfinger? Wow. It's a James Bond reference and, yeah. a, and a well-placed one. Thanks, man. Um, anyway, so Theophilus North is about this guy <laughs> okay. kind of ends up sure. just sort of embracing this town kind of almost in a tongue-in-cheek way, like goes along with all the, the weird little quirks of it. Right. Um, each each chapter, it's, it's almost like a little vignette. It's like now he's with this person, now he's with this person. And he just sort of goes through and it shows his impact on the town and their impact on him. And it's mm-hmm. just... It's uh, good impacts. I think so, for the most part. Um, let me just look at. Yeah, it just stood out to me as as a really like unique, interesting book that's probably overshadowed by some of Thornton Wilder's more well known things. Uh, it was made into a play. What else has he written? There's a movie. Well, he wrote like The Matchmaker, um, which was made into Hello Dolly. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think what else I Which is the him. prequel to The Detective. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his most famous thing would be Our Town. Oh, I've read Our Town. Yeah. And so this is a play. No, it's not a play. Oh. It's a novel. I've also, he has another novel called The Bridge of the San Luis Rey. I read that. Right. Enjoyed that. So, you know, he's got a lot of things. Our Town is probably the one that comes to people's mind. Our Town um, in the middle. Oh, I know. It's our street. Yeah. Uh, it's our house. Our house. Okay. So... Just odd, quirky book that I think is yeah. worth picking up. Thornton Wilder? Thornton Wilder, Theophilus North. Yeah. Um, so I read this book. It's called The Alien Earth. <laughs> I found it in a bookstore. Okay. Um, for like a dollar. or You know what it was? I went to a library's big book sale, and they had one of those bag sales. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those books that like... Because I, I haven't read a lot of like pulpy 1950s kind of that ridiculous I mean it came out in 1976 okay but I haven't read a lot of this kind of like non-noted sci-fi you know I tried to read like the big important stuff okay <laughs> I grabbed it and I read it and it's just kind of like 
it has like a 1950s mentality with the character. Okay. It's very sexist. <laughs> um, but he, he crash lands. He, he's in space. He crash lands on a planet. What's weird is that he thinks it looks like Earth, but it's the wrong century. Mm. So as you go throughout it, you have to figure out, is it, did he land on Earth in the past? Okay. Did he land on a planet that's like Earth? What happened? And by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, when, when they tell you what happened. Like, okay. oh, that's kind of silly. Silly? Oh, yeah. so it doesn't work out? No, it, it does work out. It's still, I think I gave it four stars, but that's because I, like, I just enjoyed reading it. Yeah. Um, he, meets, <laughs> he meets women from every era to help him out. <laughs> and whether or not he gets to, uh, whether or not he makes out with those women from every era, I'll leave... Okay. I'll leave in the air. So, so like, this says 100 pages. Would I like pages. it? Maybe. It does have that kind of, like, if it was a black and white sci-fi movie, it would make sense. Let me read it. Do you have it still? So here's my, uh, this is my other one that, that has great name recognition, and that's The Born Identity. Have you read The Born Identity? So, no, but, so you think that's an obscure book? No, I don't think it's an obscure book, but I think that it's been overshadowed by the movies, and... Being better? Well, the movies are just... Oh, wait, hold on. You don't like the movies. No, so the movies are just drastically different from right. the book. I mean, it's hardly... But you also don't like the Bourne movies. I don't love them. I don't hate them. Hmm. I really liked the most recent. I thought that was a lot of fun. You're weird. Jeremy Everybody likes the Bourne Identity series, I'm, the Bourne trilogy. I'm holding up the book as great and saying that I am fine <laughs> with the movies. But I think, you know, people now just know the movies, and they right. don't think so much of, like, the original book. I, I just feel like it sort of got lost. People don't but he's kind of like, it's like uh, a book anymore. He's kind of like Bond. They're still printing out the uh, Bourne titles. Yeah. Like, wait, Eric Von Lustbonder, I think is his sure. name, picked up the series. There are three by, um, by Robert Ludlum. Have you read any Robert Ludlum at all? No. Bourne is the only one I've read. Oh. And I've, I mean, it sounds like all of the... Uh, all of the Book sequels, like the two sequels, have pretty much universally bad uh, reviews. So I probably won't read any more of the series. But oh, okay. I was really surprised by how much I liked the book. It's a very different kind of spy story than like a, a James Bond or something. Yeah, there's a Richard Chamberlain movie like from the '70s, a, a mini series, maybe '80s, that um, follows the book pretty closely. Hmm. But it's just it's nothing like you think. You know, if you if you if you only know the movie. I mean, there are some similar things, but uh, uh, the book just has a lot more depth and, and the, the progression, you know, from start to finish, it just, it takes you all over the place in unexpected places. And I think that the book is worth a second look. You okay. know, if you only know the Bourne series from the movies and have heard mixed things about the books, probably mm-hmm. because a lot of the sequels don't hold up. Right. But the first one, I think you might even like it. I, I think you would enjoy the Bourne mm-hmm. identity. Maybe. You know? I, I, I probably would, yeah. whether or not I'll, I'll accept that about myself. Mm-hmm. So you said I can't pick a lot of weird sci-fi and fantasy. No, so I didn't say that. You, you did! You said, I was like, oh, I've read some, so many obscure things. You're like, oh, don't make it a bunch of weird science no, fiction. No, I said, do you have anything that's not weird science fiction? <laughs> that's different. Uh, no, then. Oh, okay. No, I do. Uh, I'm just trying to pick a, think of which one I want to mention. Uh... Forget you, man. It's going to be fantasy. I'm ready. All okay. right. This one is called The give, Shadow People. Give the people what they want. The Shadow People. This is by Margaret St. Clair. Okay. This is a weird book. Uh, the reason I picked up this book, I actually searched this book out because it's in the back 
of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's in the back of the appendices. Um, Gary Gygax's recommended hey, reading. Hey, I heard all about him last yeah, week. Yeah, well, this was in the back of D&D. He had a recommended reading. Who's the author of this? Margaret St. Clair. Okay. Recommended reading that he used to like create the game? Or, yeah, okay. things that inspired him, things that he suggested. If you like D&D, go out and read this. Mm-hmm. So I've actually collected a few books that I haven't read yet um, based off of um, that list. And this one, The Shadow People... It does read like a 1980s Dungeons and Dragons campaign in a lot of ways. It's weird, man. Uh, it came out in 1969. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I, I can't, it's hallucinogenic. <laughs> it's like the person who wrote it was on acid. So this guy, his girlfriend goes missing. Okay. So he goes searching through her, for her. And he goes searching through like the shadows of people's basements. And like climbing through their basements and everything, and he gets into this yeah. these caverns uh, of these dark elves, uh-huh. um, and they they use magic, but they're all like vicious, barbaric, dark elves that live in this underdark world. And if you eat the food down there, you, you're stuck down there. And so he eats the food down there because he has to survive. And he gets his uh, girlfriend free, but he's stuck down there. And he gets into a fight, and he bleeds out all the food, so now he can escape, but now they're coming for him. And he, he, uh, while he was looking for his girlfriend, he's, uh, he's living with this, uh, this one girl who's possibly part of these shadow people. Weird. And there's, there's some type of... I mean, at the very beginning, he's like, I can't find my girlfriend. And the, the, his friend is like, well, do you still scry? He's like, yeah, of course I do. So, like, it, it's a world where... The character's thrown into this unknown world, but he's still, I mean, he's still doing, like, magic on his own, so there's... But also, <laughs> the world might be blowing itself up. So it's got this weird, like, hippie... It's, yeah, this sounds like it's an acid trip. Right. It's got this, like, weird hippie vibe where it's like, man, if we don't protect ourselves, the world's going to take itself out. So is this a, a book that you liked or didn't like? It was just weird, man. I okay. gave it three stars. Okay. I gave it that, that safe three stars. So who would you recommend it to? <laughs> I mean, what type? If someone was looking for a if someone was looking for like maybe like older like with that seventies vibe kind of fantasy, if somebody liked the darker elements of Dungeons and Dragons, if they okay. liked the Drow per se, because those are the Drow are elves that live in the Underdark. Okay, so they they don't ever see uh, they don't like the above ground world. I see. So okay. if they like that, it's it's got this kind of like modern-day Conan the Barbarian kind of feel to it. So maybe if somebody really liked the older pulp stuff and okay. wanted to read right. newer pulp stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not newer, 1969. <laughs> so Different pulp stuff. It would be weird. Okay. I would really... I don't know who I would suggest. If somebody else was doing the Dungeons & Dragons reading list thing, I would suggest it. Okay. But it is weird. I, I read a review of this by some people because they were going through books from that list, and they were both like, that was, that was weird. One person said it left them feeling depressed and it kind of scared them more than any book they had read even though it's not really a scary book it just made them yeah. feel they should try jack of spades oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna collect these books on the library's goodreads page and then yeah. we'll post it on twitter and facebook so if you want to take a closer look at any of the books we're talking about yeah. you can see them on our I social media i was impressed media. though there was a bookstore in jacksonville it's called uh-huh. uh chamberlain's okay Ch- chamberlain's or something all like right that. i can't remember if it's chamberlain's or chamberlain's okay but it's a massive bookstore. Like, this is almost... That bookstore is like the, ca- the caves in this book. Because, like, you go in there and you're like, where am I? I? I lost my wife at one point. Couldn't find her for, like, another 10 minutes. <laughs> um, 
But I went through their fantasy and sci-fi section. I had my Goodreads app open looking for all these books. And I was surprised. They had multiple copies of that. Really? They had a lot of the older stuff I grabbed. Well, let's uh, let's remind people of the books we've talked about today. Why don't you say your three title and author? I suggested Everworld, book one, which is The Search for Senna. It's a 12-book series. And that's YA. That's YA by K.A. Applegate. I suggested The Alien Earth by Michael Elder. I do want to read that. That sounds fun to me. It is fun, and it's a quick read. Yeah. Like I finished it, I think it took me two days, but that's okay. just because I don't have a two-hour lunch. Right. Uh, and The Shadow People by Margaret St. Clair. Okay. <laughs> so if we ever do that segment where we, at the beginning of the month, we hand each other a book. Yes. Maybe I'll hand you The Shadow People. Okay. Oh, you would hate it. Probably. What if you liked it? Sounds what like if it. We, Maybe what I if would. we found out you were this What if it weird... like changed my whole... Yeah, yeah, you're like, man, we gotta live like the elves. They won't destroy each other. Unless they're the dark elves. Wow. I sound awful. <laughs> All right, you sound so like are, you're part of the Muppet those band. Those are Eric's three. So I would say The Detective by Roderick Thorpe. Okay. Roderick Thorpe. That's T-H-O-R-P. Yeah. Kind of confusing. Roderick Thorpe, The Detective. Uh, Theophilus North by Thornton Wilder. The novel. Not because it was adapted for stage later. I'm talking about okay. the, the novel. Uh, and then The Born Identity by Robert Ludlum. Give it yeah. a shot. Yeah. That we just high five. That was a high five. Everybody. Yeah, because of that successful segment. All right, oh, we need a name for that. Yeah, what do we uh, have? Buried treasure, hidden gems. Those are all pretty, pretty uh, cliche. Yeah, we need a name for the segment, folks. So when you yeah. send us your buried treasure, hidden gems, yeah. also send us some thoughts for what we should name that section. Yeah. And uh, Ben, if you're listening, we're going to need a theme song for yeah, it, buddy. We are. So get your guitar out. Yep. And whatever you use to record it. Yeah. Stop sculpting your beard and please play some uh, yeah. some music for us. Um, so what do we got for library news, buddy? What do we have for library news? You go well, first. Okay. I'll just add that we've uh, we recently we have a new teen employee, uh, student library clerk, new job here yeah. at the library. Her name's Diana Kuzara. Yeah. Uh, she started last week. She's working mostly in the children's room, mm-hmm. uh, shelving, helping with programs and stuff. So uh-huh. welcome, Diana. We're glad to have her on board. We also have a new. So I kind of cut out all of library news oh, okay. last week because right. it, right. we ran so long. So then I'll also mention that uh, I, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, a longtime employee here, Jackie, moving yep. on, going back to school, yeah. and we've uh, since had a new hire named Jessica. Yeah, she this works is the front this desk. is her second week. Yep, she works mostly. She works down in the stack shelving. She works at the front desk. So Jessica's been doing a great job. So if you're seeing yeah. a couple of new faces at the library, we have Jessica working at the adult desk, Diana working uh, mostly in the children's room. Yeah. We're glad to have them. So do you have any news for, like, the first week of December? Because this is going to come out for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're winding up the last of the adult book clubs for the year. We'll pick up again right. uh, next, next year in January, February. We'll start up. Six Geese. Uh, Six Geese is Slaying by Donna Andrews. It's a Meg Lanslow mystery. Hmm. Um, it's just a it's, – it's not a real deep, you know, big-thinking book it's right. just a it's a fun christmas mystery so okay. you know it's it's a group's always fun to come and chat about the book so yeah. if you want to pick up a copy of that or if you want to just join us to talk christmas books you can come and that is december 5th is that the date okay it's the first monday the first now, monday of december the first is it the 7th or the 30th no it's the first monday of december so right so it's the 7th the, december 7th okay. okay all right december 1st at 3 30 we're doing our after school movie matinee again okay it's inside out Oh, okay. Pixar, Pixar. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't. I'll probably cry. And uh, December 17th, we're going to do a Perler Beads uh, craft day Fun. for teens. And uh, I think the YMCA is also joining in on that. So we're going to be doing... I mean, you can make whatever. I'm going to have a bunch of the templates I had out from doing superheroes and stuff. I'll have templates out for mainly like Christmas stuff. Okay. Because 
we're going to turn the Perla V designs into Christmas ornaments. Nice. That's easy. You just, that sounds fun. You just glue the hook on or put a little thing on there. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, this is coming out on Thanksgiving. So, And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, that's fine, too. Yeah. Happy <laughs> this week. Happy late November. Thir- late November yeah. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, Safe travels for anybody traveling, and we'll see you.